Welcome to Zichud Avsim. My name is Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Maseches Psachim Daf Mem Hey. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, on Daf Mem Dalan Amabez, it was taught that Rabbi Kiva learns that Hetem Mitzar for Iser applies to Naziris. Ravashi said to Rabbi Kahana that Rabbi Kiva find a difficulty with what's taught in the Brites, which brings a pasuk that states, "Mikol Yasim Gefna Yain Merchatzani Matzag Lo Yochel." From anything made of the grapevine, from the seeds to the skins, he shall not eat. Limed al Yisurin Nazir Shemit Starfim Zeh Mzeh teaches about the items prohibited to a Nazir that they combine with one another to make up the minimum share to the Chayev. Now, if according to the Kiva, Yisurin Hetemit Starfim, forbidden and permitted foods combine as derived from Mishras, Yisurin Yisurin Mabai, is it necessary for the Torah to state that the forbidden combines with the forbidden? It must be then that Yisurin Hetemit do not combine in the case of a Nazir, and that's why it was necessary to teach that forbidden foods do combine. So Rav Kana answered and said to Ravashi, The forbidden and permitted foods combine only when they're eaten simultaneously. Whereas the forbidden food combines with the forbidden food even when they're consumed one after the other. Point number two, the next mission states, Leaven dough that is lodged in the cracks of a kneading bowl. If there's a kazais of dough in one place, one must dispose of it. And if there's not, it's null due to its smallness. Now, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Rav Yudah said in the name of The mission is referring only to where it seals a crack in a place that's not made to hold water, meaning the upper part of the bowl. But where it seals a crack in a place that's made to hold water, meaning the base of the bowl, one is not obligated to dispose of it, even though it's the size of a kazais. Rashi explains that it's bottled to the bowl, and it's considered like a piece of wood. This implies that when the dough is less than a kazayas, one is not hived to dispose of it, even when it's not in a place that's not needed to hold water. And then there are those that teach what Ravuda said in the name of Shmuel was referring to, there are those that teach that what Ravuda said in the name of Shmuel was referring to the latter part of the Mishnah, which taught that if it's less than a kazayas, it's bottled due to its smallness. Ravuda said in the name of Shmuel that this is only where it's in a crack made to hold water, but at the top of the bowl, one is obligated to dispose of it even when it's less than a kazais. This implies that a kazais, even when it's in a place to seal a crack made to hold water, must be disposed of. And point number three, was taught in the brace of Pashi Ibsha, a loaf that has become moldy, and has become inedible to a person, but a dog is still able to eat it as it is not spoiled completely. The Talmud Tumasochim the Kabeza, subject to Tuma as food the size of a Kabeza, and Yisrefes Imatameya Bepesach, and if it's Truma, it may be burned even though it's tahor, together with food, which is tamay, on Arab pace. Rush explains that as long as a dog can eat it, it doesn't lose its status of food. And even Rav Yossi on Daf Yudal, who holds that one cannot burn tahor truma with tamay truma, would agree here that since it's not fit for humans, one can burn it with the tamay. In the name of Rabbi Nasana, where they said, any matame, it's not subject to tuma as food. He holds that food not fit for human consumption doesn't become tamay. So once again, the three points are, number one, on Daf Mem Dalan Amabez, it was taught that Rabbi Kiva learns that Hetem Mitzar for Iser applies to Naziris. Ravashi said to Rabbi Kahana that Rabbi Kiva find a difficulty with what's taught in the Brites, which brings a Pusik that states, Mikosher Yain Yochel. From anything made of the grapevine, from the seeds to the skins, he shall not eat. Limed al Yisurin Nazir Shemitzar Mzeh Mzeh teaches about the items prohibited to a Nazir that they combine with one another to make up the minimum share to the chayev. Now, if according to the kiva, isr vehetem starfin, forbidden and permitted foods combine as derived from mishras, 
Is it necessary for the Torah to state that the forbidden combines with the forbidden? It must be then that Isra Heter do not combine in the case of a Nazar, and that's why it was necessary to teach that forbidden foods do combine. So Rav Kana answered and said to Ravashi, the forbidden and permitted foods combine only when they're eaten simultaneously. Whereas the forbidden food combines with the forbidden food even when they're consumed one after the other. Point number two, the next mission states, leaven dough that is lodged in the cracks of a kneading bowl. If there's a kazais of dough in one place, one must dispose of it. And if there's not, it's null due to its smallness. Now, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, The mission is referring only to where it seals a crack in a place that's not made to hold water, meaning the upper part of the bowl. But where it seals a crack in a place that's made to hold water, meaning the base of the bowl, one is not obligated to dispose of it, even though it's the size of a kazais. Rashi explains that it's bottled to the bowl, and it's considered like a piece of wood. This implies that when the dough is less than a kazais, one is not hyped to dispose of it, even when it's not in a place that's not needed to hold water. And then there are those that teach what Rav Yudah said in the Mishmuel was referring to. There are those that teach that what Rav Yudah said in the Mishmuel was referring to the latter part of the Mishnah, which taught that if it's less than a kazayas, it's bottled due to its smallness. Rav Yudah said in the Mishmuel that this is only where it's in a crack made to hold water, but at the top of the bowl, one is obligated to dispose of it even when it's less than a kazayas. This implies that a kazayas, even when it's in a place to seal a crack made to hold water must be disposed of. And point number three, was taught in the brace of Pashi Ibsha, a loaf that has become moldy, and has become inedible to a person, but a dog is still able to eat it, as it is not spoiled completely. The Tama Tumasokhan Mikabeza, subject to Tuma as food the size of a kabeza, and and if it's truma, it may be burned even though it's tahor, together with food, which is tame. On Arab pace, Rush explains that as long as a dog can eat it, it doesn't lose its status of food. And even Rav Yossi and Daf Yudal, who holds that one cannot burn Tahir Truma with Tame Truma, would agree here that since it's not fit for humans, one can burn it with the Tame. In the name of Rabbi Nasna, where they said, Enima Tame, it's not subject to Tuma as food. He holds that food not fit for human consumption doesn't become Tame. Alright, so now it's time to go to the Sim for Daf Memhei. And our standard Sim for Memhei is Monopoly. Monopoly. Memhei. All right, a bit of a stretch, but that's what we've been using, so it's Monopoly. So here goes. The Daf Yomi Monopoly game required the player with the Nuzzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, while the player with the bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack on the kneading bowl before it became moldy. Once again, in slow motion. The Daf Yomi Monopoly game. Monopoly? That must mean we're on Daf Memhe Monopoly. The Daf Yomi Monopoly game required the player with the Nuzzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, which reminds us, Rav Kana told Rav Ashi that we learn from the Pasuk and the Parsha of Nazar that prohibits eating anything made of the grapevine from the seeds of the skins, that that forbidden food combines with the forbidden food even when they're consumed one after the other, whereas the forbidden and permitted foods combine only when they're eaten simultaneously. So the Daphiomi Monopoly game required the player with the Nazar piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, while the player at the bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack on the kneading bowl, which reminds us that the next Mishnah states, Batsak Reva, leaven dough that's lodged in the cracks of a kneading bowl. If there's a kazais of dough in one place, Chayv Levar, one must dispose of it. And if there's not, Batami Luto, it's null due to its smallness. And the Gemara brings two versions of what Rav Yudah said in the Mishmur regarding where the crack in the bowl was, whether it was in the upper part 
where it's not made to hold water, or at the base where it is, and the implications in halacha for each version. So the Dafyomi Monopoly game required the player with a nuzzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, while the player with the bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack on the kneading bowl before it became moldy. Which reminds us that Pasha Ibsha Alwofta has become moldy and has become inedible to a person, but a dog is still able to eat it as it hasn't spoiled completely, is subject to tuma as food the size of a kabeza, and if it's truma, it may be burned, even though that it is tahor, together with food, which is tummy on Arab Pesach. Rush explains that as long as a dog can eat it, it doesn't lose its status of food. And even Rabbi Yossi and Daf Yadad, who holds that one cannot burn tower truma with tummy truma, would agree here that since it's not fit for humans, one can burn it with the tummy. In the name of Rabbi Nassan, however, they said, it's not subject to tuma as food. He holds that food not fit for human consumption does not become tummy. So once again, the Daf Yomi Monopoly game required the player with a nuzzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, while the player with a bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack on the kneading bowl before it became moldy. All right, so now it's time to go to our four block back Chazara. Daf Memov. So the simmer Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma, that must be run Daf Memov. The grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, which reminds us that the Pasuk only refers to the prohibition of cooking a Pesach in water. And a Bryson brought a Melchok is how we know that one cannot cook it in other liquids as well. The Tanakhama learns that if it's forbidden to cook in water, which doesn't impart taste, all the more so would be forbidden to cook in liquids that do impart taste. Rebbe learns it from the double Russian of Bashel Mavushal. The actual word teaches the prohibition applies to any liquid. The nafkamina between them is a pot roast, where the carbon is cooking in its own fat. The Tanakam would permit it since it isn't flavored by external liquids, whereas Rebbe would prohibit it because it's cooking in a liquid. So the grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, when her grandkids told her they would not eat the one cooking in the Chamitaveria, which reminds the Rav Chisit said the reason one who cooks the carbon Pesach in the Chamitaveria is Chayev is not for transgressing the prohibition of cooking the carbon, since the spring is on a tolda fire, and therefore it's not considered cooking. Rather, it's for transgressing the mitzvah to eat the Pesach only if it was roasted by fire. So the grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, when her grandkids told her they would not eat the one cooking the Chamitaveria, lest they incur multiple sets of lashes. Which reminds us that Samachok is in a case where one ate the carbon partially raw and cooked. Rabbi says he gets three sets of lashes, one which includes the generalized prohibition of not eating the Pesach except roasted. Abai says one does not incur lashes for a love Shabbat a generalized prohibition. The Zemachok is whether Abai means he never gets lashed or that he would get lashed if that was his only transgression. Daf Membeis. So the Simon Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster. Mobster. That must be one Daf Membeis. The mobster was selling Maim Shalanu at an inflated price, which reminds us that Rav Yudas said a woman should knead the dough for matzah only with Maim Shalanu, with water that slept overnight, which means water that was collected the previous day and stayed overnight in the vessel. And this base in the Gemara and Dab Tzadi Daladama base that the sun's position during the winter causes the underground water source to heat up. Rashi explains that since the warmth hastens the fermentation, one should draw the water the night before baking to give it a chance to cool. Women were also told they should not knead the dough in the sun, nor with water heated by the sun, nor with water drained from the bottom of the mulyar. So the mobster was selling Maim Shalanu at an inflated price, didn't realize he was bent over in a week from all the raw vegetables he was eating. Which reminds us that three foods increase the sold waste of a person and bend the pasha, meaning they sap one's strength, and remove one five-hundredth of a person's eyesight, coarse bread, fresh beer, and raw vegetables, which Rashi explains refers to raw leeks, onions, and radishes when eaten frequently in large quantities. Three things diminish the sold waste of a person, make the pasha erect, and illuminate the eyes. Refined bread, fatty meat, and old wine. So the mobster was selling Maim Shalanu at an inflated price, didn't realize he was bent over and weak from all the raw vegetables he was eating, 
dipped in Adomi vinegar. Which reminds that originally when the base of Mikdash stood and they would bring the sachim from the wine of Yehuda, the wines would not sour until they would put barley into them. Rashi explains that in the schus of the nasachim, they wouldn't sour until a fermenting agent like barley was added. They were then called chometzdam, ordinary vinegar, because this is how vinegar was produced in Yehuda. Now that the base of Mikdash is in ruins and libations are no longer brought, this now is the state of wine and vinegar in Edom. And two different pesukim were brought as sources for the phenomenon that Yisrael and Edom will never be blessed simultaneously. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simur Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here it goes. The Woman's Chametz Magazine. Magazine? That must mean we're on Daf Mem Gimel. The Woman's Chametz Magazine, featuring recipes of Chametz mixtures and advertisements for Chametz Nuksha Cosmetics, which reminds us that based on the question who the Tana is in the mission that held, Dagen Gamro Ayyidei Taruv is that full-fledged grain in a mixture, the Nuksha Be'enei and Chametz Nuksha that's distinct, but love are both prohibited about love, we learned that Rabbi Yehuda said it was Rabbi Merholds that a mixture with Chametz is more severe than the Chametz Nuksha. And the Rav Nachman, who said it was Rabbi Eliezer, holds that Chametz Nuksha is more severe than a mixture with Chametz. So the Woman's Chametz magazine, featuring recipes of Chametz mixtures and advertisements for Chametz Nuksha cosmetics, include an article why Chametz can't be eaten by women, which reminds us that the reason Rabbi Eliezer learned that women are included in the Chametz prohibition and penalty from the word kol in the Pasuk, for anyone who eats something that has been leavened, then the soul should be cut off, and not from the Pasuk, when a man or woman shall commit any of the sins of man, where the Torah has equated a man to a woman for all the punishments and relevant prohibitions in the Torah, is that since the Torah juxtaposes the prohibition to eat chametz with the mitzvah to eat matzah, that only those who are required to eat matzah are prohibited from eating chametz. And since women are punished from eating matzah, since it's a mitzvah, as mangrama, a time-bound positive mitzvah, they would not be subject to the prohibition of chametz. That is why the word kol is needed. The Gemara brings a b'risa where Rebbe Lazar then teaches that now that women are included in the prohibition of chametz, they have been included in the mitzvah of matzah. So the woman's chametz magazine featuring recipes of chametz mixtures and advertisements for chametz nuksha cosmetics include an article on why chametz can't be eaten by women, nor brought on the Mizbeach. Which reminds us that when the Torah states, So'or lo sektir menu ishel Hashem, do not burn leaven as a firing offering to Hashem. We would only know it's forbidden if all of it is leaven. From where do we know that it's prohibited if the leaven is in a mixture and is indistinguishable that it's forbidden? The Torah states, Kikol. Daf Memdal. So the similar Daf Memdal is mud. So here goes. The Nazu dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud. Mud. That must be one Daf Memdal. The Nazu dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which reminds us, Rabbi Abba said in the Rabbi Yochanan, in the case of all forbidden substances, mention the Torah, a permitted substance does not combine with a forbidden substance to make up the minimum shear to be high for, except for Isuri Nazir, because the Torah says the word Mishra. So Rashi explained that this word teaches that a Nazir is prohibited for eating bread that has been soaked in wine. Now, since it's obvious that if the bread contained a full kazais of wine, the bread would be forbidden, then it must be the Torah is referring to a case where the bread contains less than a kazais of wine. And the Kazayah Shir to be high was only attained by combining the forbidden wine and permitted bread. So the Nazar who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, which reminds us the more questions to using the word Mishras to teach Hetamitzarabal Israel for Nazar, based on a Bryce that teaches Mishras, Liten Tamke Iker. The word Mishras comes to make flavor equivalent to substance. That if a Nazar soaked grapes in water, and the water subsequently has the flavor of wine, the Nazar is high for drinking this water. And from here we can extrapolate to all prohibitions in the Torah. And the Gemara answers that the Bryce reflects the view of the Rabbanan. But Rabbi Yochan goes according to Akiva, who disagreed with the Rabbanan and uses Mishras to teach Hetem Mitzrafel Isser for the Nazar. So the Nazar dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, 
toss it into Nachri's pot, which completely changed the flavor. Which reminds us that Gemara initially suggested the Rabbi Kiva's source for Tamkiyakur was from Basmachal, meat and milk, but the Torah prohibits the mere flavor of milk that is absorbed in the meat, but then rejects us because Basmachal has an anomaly in that if one soaks meat and milk even for an entire day, it's permitted, but if one cooks it in the milk, it's prohibited, so you can't apply it to other Yisurim. Instead, the Gemara says Rabbi Kiva learns Tamki Iker from Gulei Nachrim, purging the Kilim of Nachrim, in that the emissions impart mere flavor and are forbidden. So too, with regard to other forbidden foods, flavor is forbidden, just like the substance. All right, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which type of one that in the Schus of Nesachim during the times of the base of Migdash, wine would only sour if they put barley in it, which then became their ordinary vinegar? That's on Duff. Membase. Good. Number two. Which topic went about the prohibition of burning leaven on the Mizbeach? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good. Number three. Which topic do we have a Malchuk Zabai and Rubber, whether one is Chai Malkus for a Lav Shabbat That's on Duff. Mem Good. Number four. Which topic went from the prohibition that a Nazar is not allowed to eat grapes, grapeskins, or seeds that Isr ve Isr Bezeh That's on Duff. Mem hey. Good number five. Wish that we learned that Rabbi Kiva learns Tamke Iker from Gului Nachrim. That's on Dav. Mem Dalad. Good number six. Wish that we learned the Rabban forbids soaking barley grains in water on Pesach. That's on Dav. Mem. Good number seven. Wish that we learned that one should only need dough for matzah with Maim Shalanu. That's on Dav. Membeis. Good number eight. Wish that they were in the Pasha Ipsha, moldy loaf that's inedible to a human and is truma that is taller. It can be burned with tamay truma even according to Rabbi Yossi. That's on Duff. Memhei. Good number nine. Wish that they were that the reason one is high for cooking the carbon pesach in the Chambe Tiveria is that he's transgressed not eating the carbon pesach other than roasted. That's on Duff. Memov. Good. And number 10. Which stuff we learned that with Batsak, Shabbasidke, Areva, that if there's Kazais of dough in one place, one is Chayv to dispose of it. That's on Duff. Memhe. Excellent. So that concludes the Bob Quiz. I'm Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.